Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nearby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nearby on Twitter. I am Nearby on Instagram. I am also Nearby waiting patiently for all of you lovely ladies to ask me to the girls' choice dance. I got nothing but time. Yep. Anyway, speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. It's episode two. Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast, the greatest Saved by the Bell podcast that you've listened to in the last five seconds. You can't tell me that's not true. We're going to start off this episode with season one, episode three of Saved by the Bell. This one is entitled The Gift, air date September 8th, 1989. We start in the halls of Bayside. Before I continue, I just want to say that the Saved by the Bell wiki has only about three sentences covering this episode and the other episode that I'm recapping here. So I had to actually write out notes, damn it, while watching these great episodes. So the very least you can all do is share this, like, click it, ask me to the dance, all that stuff. So anyway, as I said, we start out in the halls of Bayside. Zach shows up and he tells us, you know, tells us, meaning he turns to the camera and tells us that the three worst things that can happen to a kid are measles, mumps, and midterms. And he'd rather study measles and mumps. He says that the worst midterm is given by the meanest teacher in school. And he shouts out the name of Terrible Testaverde. And the students in the hall scream in fear. Lisa then arrives and she's a nervous wreck. And she has a box of donuts. <laughs> and she offers one to Zach. Zach, uh, I don't remember. I don't even think he had enough time to grab for one before Lisa reneged on the deal and took off. So Lisa's obviously stressed out about uh, Mr. Testaverde's upcoming midterm. Jessie then arrives at her locker, and she's carrying about 12 books stacked on top of each other. And she's worried that her streak of straight A's that she's gotten since fourth grade is in danger. (laughs) Slater then appears, and he asks Zach if he's ready for the day's big bet. And he's holding two water balloons, so apparently, out of the blue, these two have been having bets daily. Anyway, Zach is betting his sunglasses against Slater's Swiss Army knife. Uh... Don't know what kind of a deal as that is, this Swiss Army knife. Those things are legendary. Sunglasses, even in 89. Buy them for two bucks at a store. Uh, anyway, Zach and Slater each take a water balloon and they stand away from a set of lockers with their backs turned. Slater says go and they suddenly quickly turn around when Screech exits one of the lockers and it startles Zach. Zach is like, Screech! Slater throws a water balloon at Screech and he wins the bet. Slater then gives Screech $5 for a a job well done. And Zack tells Screech that he couldn't throw his balloon at a friend. So, well, but Screech is fine. He's got five bucks, so he's loving life. Five bucks back in the day, 89 for a kid of uh, Screech's age, about 14 or so. That may as well have been like $10, man, seriously. Zack then tells Slater that he wants to make a real bet. And he wants to raise the stakes. Slater says that he can use Zack's ham radio... (laughs) Ham radio? Oh, 80s. He can use it to talk to a girl that he left back in Germany. Zach agrees, and he wants to put up... He wants Slater to put up his bomber jacket. Bomber jackets were pretty big back in the day. And Slater accepts. Slater then bets Zach that the next person to come down the stairs will be Kelly. And Zach laughs, because he's an expert on Kelly's schedule. And he knows that right now she's at volleyball practice. That's when Kelly suddenly shows up and runs down the stairs looking for her sneakers. Slater then reveals to Kelly that he had the sneakers and says that she must have left them in his locker by accident. Zack then calls shenanigans. And Slater says, you know, too bad. 
and he expects Zach's ham ra- ham radio the next morning. Ham radio? Um, why don't they still? They still, you can still get shortwave radios on uh, uh, Amazon. I never had one, but uh, for those who don't know what they are, they're basically radios that can pick up signals from uh, uh, wherever. I mean, the rumor back in the day was that they they pick up signals from alien life. But maybe that's true. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the Slater wants the ham radio. All right. Anyway, we then cut to Zach. He's in his bedroom and he's doing a live broadcast on the aforementioned ham radio. And he's saying that he's Elvis Presley and he, he has to go into hiding again. <laughs> he then stops the broadcast. He tells Screech, who was also there, or Screech is actually outside on Zach's roof, tells Screech that he can disconnect the signal now. And that's when a sudden thunderstorm begins and Screech gets struck by lightning. Screech then returns to Zack's room and his hair is all puffy due to, li- due to the lightning strike. Screech stumbles around and he uses Zack's old as hell TV, 80s man, to break his fall and the TV suddenly turns on when Screech touches it. Screech is still stumbling and trying to gather his marbles. When he lays his hand on Zach's lamp, I think it was like a football lamp, and it suddenly turns on as Screech is still out of it. Screech then starts to leave and he tells Zach that he's going home to study for the midterm. And then he then tells Zach to answer the phone about two seconds before it starts ringing and it freaks Zach out. <laughs> oh, this was a classic episode. We cut to the next day in the halls of Bayside, buddy. See you on Grapey Stuck, huh? Zack is at his locker with Screech, and Screech tells him that he'd better move right away. Screech pulls Zack aside, and a light fixture suddenly falls from the ceiling that a worker was working on. And it falls where Zack was standing before Screech saved his life. <laughs> Zack is in disbelief, and he asks Screech how he knew the light was going to fall. And Screech says that ever since he was struck by lightning, he's been getting pictures in his head. And he says that right now he's seeing a tennis racket, and suddenly a student walks by holding one. Screech then says that he sees nerds. And a couple seconds later, two nerds come down the stairs arguing over the ownership of a pocket protector. <laughs> oh, that's another great thing about this show was the nerd segments. How they just the little side stuff, the nerds that would pop up here and there, the stuff they'd have the nerds do. <laughs> oh, it was great. Anyway, Zach gets excited as Screech has been given a gift of seeing into the future. Zach tells Screech that he should keep his powers to be just between the two of them. Because there's people out there who will take advantage. <laughs> Screech agrees and he heads off. As Zach tells us that he's, got a, that he's got the geek that laid the golden egg. Screech then pops his head out and says that he knew he would say that. <laughs> we then go to American History class where the teacher is going over the upcoming exam. <laughs> he tells the class to get ready to take notes. And those old schoolers... Uh, you will remember this voice from the old Micro Machines commercials. So if you pay careful attention, you'll have nothing to worry about. Everybody ready? We'll begin with the British actions between 1763 and 1775 that led to discontent among the colonists. First of which was the proclamation of 1763 forbidding settlement on all lands west of the Appalachians, followed by the Quartering Act of 1765 forcing colonists to house and feed the British troops. Followed by the Stamp Act in 1765 ordering colonists to buy stamps from the British, followed by more taxes in 1767 on glass paint papers, leading to colonists riding the streets of Boston, throwing snowballs at British soldiers, shouting, You lobster, you bloody back, you coward, leading to the Boston Massacre, leaving three British colonists lying dead in the streets. That brings us to 1773 and a tea act saying that only the British could bring tea into the colonies and only the British East India Company could sell it, leading to the Sons of Liberty dressing up like what used to be called. 
called Indians, but are now known as Native Americans, and stealing aboard a British ship and dumping its cargo into Boston Harbor at an event that came to be known as the Boston Tea Party without sugar, lemon, or cream. <laughs> the Americans won the Battle of Kings Mountain and the Battle of Cowpen, South Carolina, forcing Cornwallis to march north to Virginia, only to be met by the Patriots in North Carolina, where he suffered heavy losses to Yorktown, Virginia, leading to Washington's fake attack on New York City, followed by a swift move south to block Cornwallis' escape by land, forcing Cornwallis to surrender to Yorktown on October 19, 1781. Any questions? Good luck. See you Thursday. Ah, uh, this is great. I when I watched this and took the notes for this episode of Bayside Buddy, SeelonGrapeys.com, I legit laughed out loud at Screech with his two big pencils. <laughs> uh, and Jesse with the smokes, the uh, little smoke uh, remnants when she was writing down real fast. Classic scene, love this show. Anyway, after all that, it fades to black for our first commercial break. You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, I almost missed the finish Hogan, guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant oh. against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. After the break, Lisa and Kelly are in the girls' locker room getting ready for gym. And Lisa's, she's got this giant Costco-sized chocolate bar. <laughs> like this thing, yeah, this is like, this is family-sized at minimum. Holy cow. Anyway, and she's freaking out about the midterms. Kelly tells Lisa to calm down about her grades or she'll end up like, and that's when Jesse runs in all freaking out. <laughs> ah, and Jesse remembers the one time that she didn't get an A. It was in the fourth grade, and one day the teacher had such a meltdown that she gave everyone in the class L's and Q's. <laughs> what would that be even? I don't even know if, uh, if it, like, what would an L be? wouldn't be a five. It, it, it'd be negative everything. Holy cow. Anyway, Jesse says that getting all A's is her whole identity. Kelly then asks Jesse what she's talking about. You know, what are you talking about, Jesse? And Jesse snaps back and says, would you stop yelling at me? <laughs> Lisa then tells Kelly that she reminds Lisa of her cousin who was always in the honor roll until she got testiverdy for her teacher. She says that the, the, her cousin flunked the class and had to go to summer school, which was also taught by testiverdy. Her cousin then dropped out of school and got a job teaching English to foreign parrots. as parrots, the bird. <sighs> anyway, Kelly then starts to worry and realizes that she'd better get to studying. We then go to the hallway where Zack has a plan to get back at Slater with the help of Screech. Slater arrives and goes to take Zack's ham radio, but Zack backs off and suggests another bet, and Slater accepts. Zack bets his TV and stereo against Slater's bomber jacket and the ham radio, and Slater accepts. Slater says that the bet is who will come down the stairs next. Zack accepts the bet. He then looks back to Screech for help. Slater guesses... That it's going to be a blonde in tight jeans. Zack then turns back to Screech again. And Screech starts to do some miming motions. He mimes a trumpet. And Zack instantly guesses that it's going to be a band member. A few seconds later, a girl holding a trombone starts walking down the stairs. Slater's lost a bit. He takes off the jacket. Gives it to Zack. He punches a locker in anger. And a few seconds later, he's like, ow. <laughs> Yeah, let's try Slater. You're not as manly as you think you are, aren't you? Making all of us other dudes look bad with his muscles and his dimples. Anyway, 
We then go to Belding's office, where Screech is there waiting for him. Screech, your mother called and told me about lightning hitting you. Now, I just want to make sure you're doing all right. Tell me. 8.30 last night. When exactly were you struck by lightning? 8.30? Yeah. Are there any side effects? Did you say one? Yeah, but it's a secret. I'm not supposed to tell anyone that I can see the future. See the future? Screech, that's... Phosphorus? Right. Can she come in? Mr. Wilson wants to know if you can move your lunch to 1 o'clock. He can. He has a dentist appointment. Make it Tuesday. Now, where was I? You were about to say no one has the power to see the future. Right. Screech, no one has the power to see the future. Oops, I'll pick them up. Pick what up? Uh, Screech, I'm just curious. My mother-in-law is staying with us indefinitely. By any chance, can you tell me? She'll be gone by Tuesday. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> uh, we then cut to Zack and Screech at the max. And Zack is talking to someone on his giant brick cell phone. And he's betting on horse races. Seriously, these phones, man. I mean, you see, the thing is, back in 19... You see, any any young kids who watches this show now and sees Zach's classic giant cell phone or just anybody's big freaking brick. They were called bricks. We call them bricks affectionately now. You had one of those, man? You were the shit, man. You were, you were cool if you had one of those. Now? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, uh, Zach hangs up his brick. <laughs> he tries to give it to Screech, but he ends up hitting a glass of soda and it spills on the table. Zack then asks Screech what the questions on Testaverde's midterm are going to be. And Screech, Screech seems to be struggling, struggling a little to come up with the questions. Zack is excited and he heads over to Slater and Kelly who are studying at another table at the max. And Zack proposes the bet of the year where the loser will have to be the winner's slave for a week. Zack bets that he will ace the loser. I was going to say ace the loser. No, ace the midterm. Loser's like above it on the sentence on my notes. Yeah. He bets that he will ace the midterm tomorrow. But Kelly and Slater are doubtful and Slater accepts the bet. Slater leaves to prepare a a list of slave chores for Zach. Zach sits down. He flirts a little with Kelly. He tells Kelly that it's it's too bad you're not stunning with me because I can really help you out, man. Yeah. And he offers to help to let Kelly study with him. Kelly agrees, and they arrange to meet at Zach's house that evening. And we fade to black for another commercial break. Puff a lump a little closer, baby mine. Puff a lump and be my little clinging vine. Like to feel your cheeks so rosy. Puff a lump, you're comfy, cozy. Cause I love from head to toesy. The puff a lumps. Lovable lumps of snuggly stuff. Only from Fisher Price. After the break, Zach and Kelly are in Zach's room. Zach is sitting there on his beanbag chair, gazing at Kelly as Kelly is studying. Kelly asks Zach to raise the lighting a bit and turn off the mellow music. Zach tells Kelly that she needs to relax and he'll help her to relax. He gets Kelly to lean back. Kelly closes her eyes. And Zach goes in. Looks like he's going to go in for a little kiss, which you can't do these days, 2020. But this was okay back in the day. Now everybody's all sensitive, eggshells. Anyway, Kelly quickly snaps out of it. And she wants to go back to studying before Zach can plant one on her. Tiss, tiss, Zach. That's not cool. Zach then suggests 
a stress-relieving activity. He gets up and he turns on some slow music. He then grabs Kelly and starts to dance with her. He danced a lot better here than he did with uh, Jesse uh, two episodes ago. Bayside Buddy. CerealCreatures.com And he assures Kelly that they're going to ace the midterm. Kelly then finally relaxes. She puts her head on his chest. When Jesse suddenly shows up at Zach's window and enters, because they live a not they live just a couple houses away from each other, Zach and Jesse. Kelly tells Zach that because he knew all the questions, she couldn't just keep that from her best friends. And that's when Lisa shows up. <laughs> and she's excited about the news. And she has since lost two pounds since hearing about it. Jesse wonders how Zach knows the midterms questions, and Zach says that he can just see it. Like close encounters. Jesse then asks if that was some weird-looking creature told him. Zach says, kind of. <laughs> Screech. <laughs> Jesse says that she trusts Zach because he'd never lie. And he would never use this as an excuse to be alone with Kelly because Kelly would kick his ass. Right, Kelly? Kelly grabs Zach's hair and says, that's right, Zach. I would totally whoop your ass. Anyway, Zach tells them not to worry. He tells them what to study based on what Screech told him. He then asks them all to leave so he can finally start studying. That's when we cut to later on where Zach is in his room alone studying and Screech bursts in and Screech is in a panic. He says that he now sees different questions on the midterm. He goes over all of the ridiculous things that he sees and now he's in, uh, now Zach is starting to freak out a little. Zach then pulls out a coin to do a little, little uh, test. He tells Screech to call it in the air. Screech calls heads. And he's wrong. <laughs> Zach sends the Zach sends says Zach then says best two out of three. Screech calls tails, and he's wrong. <laughs> Zach then turns to us. He tells us that he's history unless he comes up with a plan, and he apparently comes up with one real quickly as he smiles at us. We then cut to the next day at school, and Zach enters the boys' washroom. He quickly turns on all the water faucets at the sinks. He tells Screech to flush all the toilets. Zach then <laughs> pulls out his brick phone <laughs> and he poses as Mr. Belding and he calls Mr. Testaverde at home. He tells Mr. Testaverde that there's a pro- plumbing problems at school and not to come in today. <laughs> and Testaverde apparently agrees. <laughs> Zach then hangs up. They turn off the faucet. Zach then gets back on his brick phone. Now he's posing as Mr. Testaverde to call Mr. Belding. Now, Belding should be entering his office. Just about now, he sits down, hears a phone ring, and... Hello, Mr. Belding, this is Mr. Testaverde. What? What's wrong with me? Well, you can hear what's wrong with me. I've got laryngitis and horrible cough and <clears throat> post-nasal drip. <laughs> that, uh, was the doorbell. The delivery boy is here with my medicine. I'm just too sick to come in today. So if I give my three questions, will you administer for me? Thanks. Here's the three questions. Oh, yeah. Nobody can speak as fast as that Micro Machines dude, man. I remember those Micro Machines commercials. Wow, that dude, that's a talent. He could probably still do it today. Anyway, ugh, we cut. The, I, can't, I can't even. I can't. I can barely talk half that speed without stuttering all over myself. Anyway, we cut to the start of class, and Kelly is excited and thanks Zach as she believes she's going to do well. Slater arrives. He's got a thick notebook notebook with him. He tells Zach that it's a list of slave chores just for the first day. Jesse then arrives and she tells Zach that if he that if she doesn't get an A, 
She's going to train her dog to think Zack is a tree. <laughs> the bell rings and Belding arrives to give, the, to give the test. And he starts to read out the questions and they're all the content that Zack told everybody to study. Kelly and Jesse are happy until Mr. Testiverty storms into the class and he's decked out in full plumbing gear. Belding's wondering what the hell is going on here. What are you doing here? And Testaverde tells Belding that he's loyal to the school in times of crisis and plumbing is his hobby, so he's here to help. He asks Belding where the flood is and Belding is confused. Belding shows Testaverde the midterm questions that he gave and Testaverde says that those aren't the midterm questions. They're not it. They then argue over who called who earlier until they realize that the person who called them did not refer to them by their first names, but they referred to them as Mr. Belding and Mr. Testaverde instead of uh, Richard and uh, Micro Machine Man. Anyway, Belding then wonders what kind of person would make two fake phone calls, and that's when Zack's brick rings. <laughs> Belding picks up the brick, and he tells the caller that Zack can't come to the phone as he's got season tickets to detention. Mr. Testaverde then gives out the real questions to the midterm, and he speaks really fast as Zack, Jesse, and Kelly realize that they're screwed. We then cut to the next day where grades are posted. Kelly walks in and she's got a C minus. Zack walks in and Kelly tells him that it's going to be a while before she forgives him. Remember that, everybody. It's going to be a while. <laughs> Lisa and Jesse then enter the room and they look for their grade, which is posted. Lisa got a D plus. God. And Jesse freaks out and she turns around and she can't look. She asks Lisa. What's that funny looking letter next to my name? <laughs> and Lisa tells Jesse that it's a B. And Jesse faints. <laughs> Screech then arrives and he checks his grade. And Screech got an A. And Zach wonders, how the, how the hell is that even possible? Screech tells Zach that he just saw so much stuff that he just stayed up all night and went over everything. Smart move, Screech. That's, that's pretty much how I studied back in the day of high school. My last uh, few, my last uh, couple years of high school. You know, as we segue real quick. I would study the night before. I got a, I got on a one sheet of lined paper. You want to talk about micro machines. Let's talk about micro handwriting. In really, really small handwriting, I wrote out a ton of notes. And then I repeated them line by line as if I was memorizing lines from a play. Over and over and over and over for hours until I knew everything. So when I walked into class the next day for the exam, after reading the first few quest few words of a question, I knew the answer and I aced the stuff. So that's how I studied the day before, the night before. And it worked. And of course, since then I've forgotten everything. <laughs> Slater then goes to the blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a meter stick with one of those pointers that teachers have, those big long pointy sticks. And he slams it up against the blackboard and he announces to everybody. <laughs> he announces to everybody with glee, Zach's grade. <laughs> and Zach, he got an F minus. <laughs> If that's even possible. I mean, from what I remember, it went in fives, right? So an A plus was a 95 to 100. An A was a 90 to 95. So an F minus, I don't even think I, don't even think I have the time to figure that out. <laughs> F minus. <laughs> and just the way Slater announced it. 
<laughs> anyway, Zack has lost the bet. And he gives Slater his bomber jacket back. Slater then tells Zack to order him a pizza on his brick. Zack gets on his brick. He orders a pizza with mushrooms, anchovies, and the hottest peppers they can find. He smiles and we get the credits. A classic episode with the classic brick phone, which is a subject of memes all over the place. Well, if you if you look for them, just look for Zach Morris' cell phone and this freaking phone will pop up. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Anyway, that was The Gift. Saved by the Bell Season 1, Episode 3. A classic, lovely episode. Very hilarious episode. Coming up next is an even more, in my opinion, classic Lovely, lovely episode. It's season one, episode four of Saved by the Bell. Season one, episode four, Fatal Distraction. Air date, December 9th, September. Idiots. Yeah, that's what, another reason I can't speak fast like Micro Machine Guy because I mumble a lot if I go too quick. Air date, September 9th, 1989. We start in the halls of Bayside, buddy. Serial and Grapes on. I am Nairby Twitter and Instagram. And we see a big banner hanging for an upcoming school dance. Where the girls ask the boy out. Uh, they never had any of these kinds of dances when I was in uh, school. Uh, they, they did do one thing. It was around Valentine's Day. Segway, sorry. One thing one year. Where each student had a sticker with their name on it. And the object was to gather as many stickers as you can. You basically had to... The, no, the, 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 the object was that... You, that if somebody got you to talk to them, you have to give them your sticker. So, because I was always a quiet dude, nobody got my sticker. But, you know, if the girls wanted the sticker and they wanted to win. Well, the, whoever got the most stickers won the prize for the school. And uh, a lot of girls wanted the prize. So, that was probably the closest that uh, I ever came to experience any kind of what was what is usually called a turnaround dance. Where the girls asked the boy... Not that anybody would have asked me. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> Zach arrives and he's he's decked out in full Arab garb with the uh, the the thing on the head that uh, is like a cape, but it goes on the head, and he's got the big pair of shades on. And he goes to his locker where there's a girl waiting, and she's looking for Zach. And Arab Zach tells the girl that Zach's soul is in the gym. The girl gets excited and she runs off. Zach then turns to us and he tells us that he's wearing the disguise because a lot of girls want to ask him to the dance, but he wants to wait and see if Kelly's going to ask him first. Kelly then arrives at her locker. She tells Zach that she hasn't asked anybody yet. Zach tells Kelly that he, that uh, she could do worse. That's when Slater arrives and says that she could do better. A lot better. Shut up, Slater, with your muscles and dipples making the rest of us look bad. Zach and Slater then argue over who Kelly's going to... Ask when, when a when a buff, uh, bull jock girl arrives, and she calls out to Zach, who quickly runs off, and the girl goes chasing after him. She chases after him down one hall and down another. Zach then seems to have lost her when he turns and tells us that he's got nothing against Ronda Ro- Robastelli. That's her name, Ronda Robastelli. But he has a policy against dating anyone who holds the school shot put record. I thought this girl was pretty when I when I watched when I, I watched the show back in the day. She was tall. I mean, she was a little little too 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 butchy, but she was a pretty girl. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, she was no Kelly Kapowski. 
or Spano or Lisa Turtle, but she was still a pretty girl. I don't know. Anyway, we then cut to class where Zach gives Lisa a small stack of glamour magazines in exchange for finding out who Kelly's going to ask to the dance. Lisa goes over rumors that she's heard of who says that, you know, I heard that this person said Slater, but this person said Zach. And Zach sweetens the deal by offering Lisa his Bon Jovi tickets. Lisa gets excited and accepts, and she tells Zach that Kelly's definitely going to take Zach or Slater. <laughs> Zach then quickly takes back his Bon Jovi tickets. Exactly. Make up your mind. Want to go see the Bond. And we then go to the max where Slater and Zach gloat about how many girls they've turned down, which turns Jesse off. Lisa arrives and tells Jesse that Kelly will be able to go to Jesse's slumber party. Zach gets a little excited as he thinks it will be at the slumber party where Kelly will reveal who she's taken to the dance. Max, the magician and owner of the max that arrives with a gift for Zach, does his little magic trick by pulling out a card from his shirt pocket. He reads off the card and it's, uh, well, dearest Zach, you're awesome, that kind of stuff. He opens up the gift box and it's a heart on a spring. And that's when Rhonda Robustelli suddenly stands up. She calls out to Zach. Zach quickly jumps up and runs off as Rhonda compliments Zach's butt. She shoves Slater aside and slits, sits down with the gang. And we fade to black for a commercial break. Done at last. Well, geez, how about some M&M's? After the break, Zach is in Jesse's bedroom when Screech arrives, and Screech is worried about a plan Zach has to bug the room during the slumber party, but Zach assures Screech that he can find out Lisa's real feelings for him. Screech gets excited and he continues to lay out some wire, and they bug the room. Screech then decides to go over some final details. When they hear Jesse call out to her mom as Jesse's on her way to her room, Zach and Screech freak out and they leave. We then go back to Zach's room and they're listening in on the slumber party via this old, 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 old school audio recording device. I'm talking those things with the big, you know, those old film strips that we used to watch in class Those on the, on the, on the spool. This was the audio recording device on a spool. Old school, man, 80s. Damn. I mean, even at one point uh, it, during uh, the previous episode where they were studying in Zach's room or pretending to study Zach's freaking old school computer. Damn, those things. Bloody hell. Anyway, uh, at the slumber party, they're talking about the dumb things boys do. Then Kelly says that boys can be cute too. Zach and Screech get excited and they continue listening in to look for hidden, little hidden messages. Lisa then tells an unnamed girl to pass the pepperoni. Zach then turns to Screech and says that that means that Lisa wants him. Screech then gets excited and he goes to La La Land. <laughs> and he has a little daydream. <laughs> You're so lucky you find a Prince Charming, Lisa. Yeah, next to Screech, River Phoenix is a drip. I'm so jealous. May I have a lock of his hair? 
Why? I want to grow my own screech in a jar. Yeah, I know how you feel. Screech is everything a girl could want. He's strong, sensitive, funny, but not silly. And he makes me tingle all over. Yeah. Zach, I make her tingle. Oh, I love these little daydream segments. <laughs> and the picture of, of Screech that uh, Lisa was holding in the frame was most, it was probably some like kind of a headshot for uh, that actors would send off to studios and stuff. Screech looking, uh, looking screechy, I guess. Anyway, after the daydream, the girls continue to talk about, uh, forgive me, but sorry, not sorry, pointless girl stuff. I forget what it is, but they were talking about it. And Zach wants them to get back to talking about boys. Jesse then asks Lisa if Lisa would really cut her hair if a boy wanted her to. And Lisa says that she would if it was Michael Jackson. Jesse then asks Kelly who her dream guy is. And that's when Zach gets excited. And an unnamed girl butts in. She asks Kelly to just finally come out with it. Who are you taking to the dance, Kelly? Zach or Slater? Kelly says that there's something mysterious about A.C. Slater. But Zach Morris is cute in a playful way. She then says that if she had to make her decision right now, she'd pick Zach. And upon hearing this, Zach freaks out in excitement. And the girls hear it from Jesse's room. Because as I said earlier, Jesse and Zach live pretty close to each other. Zach and Screech suddenly pretend that they're cheering on the Lakers. And Kelly says to the girls that the Lakers aren't playing tonight. You know, that's odd. Jesse suddenly discovers a wire in her room, and it leads to a microphone. And she hides the microphone underneath her pillow and tells the group that they've been bugged. We then quickly go back to Zack and Screech, who are freaking out because they think they've lost the signal. And back at the slumber party, Lisa thinks that it's romantic that a guy would, would uh, go to such lengths to find out how a girl feels about him. And Jesse replies that, no, it's actually illegal. Yes, it is. It's, it's yeah. But uh, a lot of us dudes, you know, we a lot of us, a lot of us dudes probably would have done that stuff, man, back in the day when uh, things were a lot, uh, lot uh, lenienter, I guess. Anyway, <sighs> meanwhile, people today would freak out about it while at the same time asking their Amazon thing or their Google Home thing, you know, hey, what's going on? Anyway, hey, yeah, <laughs> privacy, don't you love it? Anyway, Kelly then suggests that nobody get angry. She suggests they get even instead. And the girls start to concoct a plan. We fade to black for a commercial break. Oh, 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 the night before Christmas. And Oreo cookies waiting for a special guest. I'll just take a little rest. Ho, 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 is that kid with the Oreo cookies? Eating all the luscious chocolate, licking all the creamy middles. Dunking all the crunchy cookies like he did when he was little. It's so hard to hide the kid inside with Christmas and After the break, the girls gather around the microphone and they put their plan into motion. Every girl has to tell her deepest, darkest secret. Something she's never told anyone before. All right, we got it back just in time for the juicy stuff. Okay, I'll go first. It was in the mall. I once stole a tube of lipstick. Wow. <laughs> Boring. How about you, Kelly? Well, 
Mine's more serious than that. You see, whenever I like a boy for some strange reason, I end up hurting him. You mean you break up with him, right? No, I mean, I hurt him. Ooh, this is creepy. You see, first I get this terrible headache, and something happens, and I, I snap. <laughs> you poor thing. Zach, she sounds weird. Quiet. I have to listen to this. I black out, then wake up. The police are there, and that poor boy... The poor boy! The poor boy, what? Zach, Kelly's dangerous! Oh, come on, Screech. She's a girl. <laughs> Zach, I'm worried. Girls can be brutal. <laughs> you ever see gorgeous ladies in wrestling? <laughs> oh, come on. You don't think she's gonna hurt me, do you? Uh, we then cut to the next day at school. Screech is decked out in full Michael Jackson gear, glove and all. <laughs> and he approaches Lisa, who's at her locker. Screech does a quick little spin move, and Lisa's freaked out. Screech then talks like Michael Jackson in a high-pitched, well, not his usual high-pitched voice, in the Michael Jackson-style high-pitched voice. And he says that he's not like other boys. Lisa tells Screech to beat it or she'll kick his ass. Screech then moonwalks away before Mr. Belding grabs him and takes him to the office for violating the dress code. <laughs> Come on, Belding, have you seen some of the stuff that the students wear in your school? Oh, whatever. Anyway, Zach then arrives and he greets Jesse. Jesse tells Zach that she had to spend time with Kelly because Kelly really needed her. Zach asks Jesse if something's wrong with Kelly and Jesse tells him that she's got to go. Zach stops Jesse and wants to know what's going on. And Jesse, all solemn, tells Zach that she cares for him. That she doesn't want to see him get hurt. She gives Zach a little kiss on the cheek. Does a hand signal out to someone. Then she tells Zach goodbye. <laughs> and Zach asks, what do you mean goodbye? <laughs> and that's when Slater arrives. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. What? Were you in an accident? Fall down a flight of stairs? Well, then what? You swear you won't tell anybody? Yeah, sure. Well, Kelly beat me up. <laughs> she beat you up? But you're on the wrestling team. Yeah, I know. It's humiliating, Zach. You know, I should have been able to take her. <laughs> well, then what happened? Well, Kelly asked me over last night, right? Yeah. And it was going great for a while. But then she got this terrible headache, and suddenly she turned on me. What would she do? I don't remember. But the next thing I knew, I woke up, and I'm in some emergency room. <gasps> I'm telling you, Zach, please, be careful. Yeah. She told me she likes you more than me. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Kelly beat me up. <laughs> ah, Lopez was great in that scene. Well done, Slater. <laughs> anyway, we then cut to Zach, and he's in Belding's office going through Belding's filing cabinet. Zach finds Kelly's file, and he finds a medical history, which says that Kelly spent six months in a home for the mentally insane. 
Ah, Zack then starts to worry that Kelly wants to kill him. But Mr. Belding arrives and he asks Zack what he's doing in his office. Zack tells Belding that his life is being threatened. Belding asks who it is. Zack says that it's Kelly. Belding turns and laughs his ass off. <laughs> in that classic high-pitched Belding laugh. <laughs> Belding tells Zack to calm down. You know, what's she going to do? Like spiking the death with a volleyball. <laughs> Zach is still freaking out though, and Belding tells him that it's just Kelly's hormones, and women go through that stuff. <laughs> Later on in class, Kelly writes a little note. Kelly's sitting at the front of the class where Zach is at near the back, and she hands the note back, or she has it handed back via a few students. Zach gets the note and she and he reads it, and it says that Zach can run, but he can't hide. He then looks ahead to Kelly. Kelly looks back and waves at Zack. Then the bell rings, ending the class. Zack tries to get up and take off, but Lisa intentionally bumps into him and knocks his books down, which leaves him alone in the room with Kelly. Someone please call 911. I finally have you all to myself. Uh, what are you going to do with me? And, uh, what's the bet for? Softball practice, silly. Sure, is that, uh, what you told Slater? I want you, Zach. Not just for the dance, but forever. Oh, forever is such a long time. It could be a very short time, too. <laughs> Don't fight it, Zach. You know you like me. <laughs> well, sure I do, but, uh... I also like cheeseburgers. And I like the Lakers. I like life. I love life. I want to live. Kiss me, Zach, and change both of our lives forever. Ah! What? What? I got one of those headaches again. Well, uh, me too. Uh, I'll go get the aspirin. Come back, Zach. Please, what about the dance? I already have a date. We then quickly cut to Zach being tossed around by Rhonda at the max as they're dancing together. I guess this is where the dance was taking place. It was taking place at the max and not the school. Unless it took place at the school and then later they all decided to continue at the max. I don't know. Anyway, the dance ends and Zach wants a break as he tells Rhonda that it's their it's their 53rd dance. Rhonda then says no problem. She heads to the washroom to wash her face. And floss for later. Slater and Kelly then arrive and Slater's leg is still in a cast and now he's on crutches. Kelly then returns Zach's microphone. And Jesse shows Kelly's fake diploma for the criminally insane. Zach freaks out as he realizes that they found out and they messed with him. Slater then removes the cast from his leg. Zach then asks Kelly if she was going to ask initially ask him. Kelly tells that, that Zach that he'll never know. Rhonda then returns and tells Zach that they can go back to her house because her mom is visiting her dad in jail. <laughs> and thus there'll be nobody home. Zach says that he's got to be home in 10 minutes. And Rhonda says no problem. She asks if she can get a goodnight kiss and Ron, or Zach says that he doesn't kiss on the first date. He tries to leave and Rhonda grabs him. And she says it is too bad. And she does kiss on the first date. And she plants one on him. And we get the credits on this classic 
Kelly beat me up episode. That was, oh, that's, I love that. Well, Kelly beat me up. <laughs> oh, man, what a great show. Great show. And all the commercials. Oh, the 80s and early 90s. What a time. Anyway, that was Bayside Buddy. Bayside Buddy, a say by the Bell Posse Cat. Oh, see, I, that's why I can't talk fast, man. I, 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 yeah, I rarely talk at all. So when I do talk, it, it does that kind of stuff. That was Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell Bot podcast episode two. Join us next week for Bayside Buddy episode three, where we will be recapping the episode Screech's Woman and Aloha Slater. Another two classic episodes. <laughs> ah, Slater. <laughs> Oh, I love it when they mess with each other. With each other. Anyway, go to SealandGrapes.com for more episodes of Bayside Buddy. And if you're an old school Degrassi fan, episode 25 episodes of Degrassi Buddy, in which we re- I, no, well, we, yeah, well, anyway, recap and review all episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, including the School's Out movie. Also go to SealandGrapes.com for Movie Buddy, the uh, audio commentary. You can watch a movie with a buddy. And there you go. Put on a movie. Play the audio commentary of me, and there you go. Movie buddy, buddy. Also, recipes with videos and more to come in the future. Ah, Bayside Buddy, Degrassi Buddy is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Tell everybody about it. Tell everybody so I can become famous and make money. And thank you all during my victory speech at every award podcast shows that I get. And we will see you next week. Bayside Buddy. Go Zach. Ah, Kelly beat me up. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Have a lovely week.